Are you feeling good? I'm feeling good. I'm always feeling good. All right, I'll talk into the mic this time. Welcome, Jake. Welcome, Wilson. Thank you. Oh, special Tuesday or re- Monday recording? Monday. Monday. It feels like a Tuesday already. It does, actually. <laughs> and then when you get... You, yeah. <laughs> Let's just sleep it then at that. Well, yeah, welcome is. back, Keena Lake listeners, all three of you out there. Um, hope you're enjoying your Tuesday wow, as we're releasing this on a Tuesday. We're recording, though, on Monday... September 23rd? 23rd. All right, sounds good. The beginning good. of Chicago Indie Spirits Week. Also the beginning of the Bears playing Monday Night Football today. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fucking we, we got the, what do you call those guys? The uh, Redskins? Yeah. Red, Redskins. 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 The pregame's always important, too. Yeah. Tailgating? Yeah. Are you going tailgating? No. No. Okay. Well, I'll we got... gating. You got seven hours until kickoff, I'll so I think we'll be good to go. I'll be doing something. Who was that you? in the background? Behind me? It was Bob. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's. I just, like, I, just, I just really just did it really good. Like, uh, I'm like, there's a wall behind me. I was me. like, <laughs> <laughs> look at your face, like, shut up. Uh, Who's behind uh, me right now? Like I said, it's already been that kind of day. But yeah, we are back at Fountainhead. Well, yeah, actually, we we're not back at Fountainhead. Not back. Well, First we, time. We, we do come here a lot, but not without micro, not with microphones. No. Um, but Bob is w- joining us today on the podcast again, and also is Jamie Duffy the. What is your role at of Indie Spirits now? Just like founder, <laughs> creator, co-producer. Oh, awesome. Oh. I know. I know you didn't find it. it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, hey, Unc. Step aside. Move to the side. Move to the side. Something like that. But yeah, we're here to talk about everything Indie Spirits because as Wilson yeah. said, it's the beginning of Indie Spirits Week, which really isn't an official week, but it's only one day, but we're kind of making it into a week, it feels like right now with all the things it going around around. It, it actually feels like a week. I mean, this can yeah. easily turn into, like, the second Whiskey Week in Chicago. I think so. I mean, Personally, they, I think it has that potential. Yeah. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Yeah, um, for sure. Between different stuff going on throughout the week or just a celebration of, of independent spirits yeah. and uh, yeah. showcasing some, some amazing distilleries and suppliers that yeah. um, some people might not know about. And it's one of my favorite days, uh, being down downtown all mm-hmm. day and meeting a lot of people and yeah. do, doing seminars and stuff. It just seems like a much more personalized uh event and uh, something that's uh, one of my favorites every year. So yeah, absolutely. Thank I you agree. to Jamie for yeah. helping put it together. Shout out to absolutely. Jamie Duffy, yeah. who's here. <laughs> we'll see you on Wednesday night. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Thank you. After. After. We'll see what happens at Delilah's. Yeah. Delilah's. Yeah. I'll be upstairs pouring whiskey. We're, yeah. oh, are you pouring out? Wonderful. Yeah, we're uh, our head distiller is coming into town tomorrow. Oh, good for you, bro. Yeah, That's so awesome. as the, as the listeners are listening to this, Sam will be landing in America from Melbourne, oh, and shit. we are pouring um, upstairs after Indie Spirits. So yeah, Sam can talk Dude, to you awesome, about. Man. Yeah, Congrats. that's a great that's a great thing right there. I think so. We'll see. Nice we'll showcase. see. You can't get drunk at Indie Spirits. No, who does? Never, never would ever happen. Um, but yeah, no, like Bob, even like Fountainhead playing a part in adding to yeah. um, the events that are happening this week is kind of making it into a whole week too. What's happening on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're happy to uh, to do it. We're uh, going to do a fun little casual hangout. It's supposed to be kind of more of a celebration of these spirits and mm-hmm. um, showcase some brands. And so yeah, Thursday night on our uh, roof deck garden, uh, we'll be doing a, a spirits tasting and uh, having some cigars up there too. Yeah, nice. uh, open to the public. Um, we're doing uh, $10 at the door. Gets you a welcome cocktail. What a deal. And taste of some amazing spirits. And yeah. um, it uh, should be a fun night. <laughs> that is a deal. That it, is it's, a deal. A, it's a great deal. It's a great yeah. deal. Who um, do you have coming in for cigars? Uh, right away. Uh, Uptown Cigar. Nice. We'll be coming in. Uh, we worked with those guys a lot. Uh, Phil and Joe are awesome. So they'll be in the house hanging out. And, yeah. Uh, People are welcome. To, they'll have cigars available for purchase. Nice. Um, people can bring their own if they would like as well. But we will Good have cigar smoking up there. I was going to ask if that um, was the case. And, yeah, it's, um, I, I think it's a great way to kind of wrap up the week and um, hopefully this 
suppliers and I agree. all the fun people that are going to be pouring can hang out together too. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love it. It's a it's a good relaxing fun night. It cool. is. It's a great it's it's a great week. It's a great way I should say to to end the week. <clears throat> um, it's the, I guess the way that I'm feeling about it, it's like you know as you, as you touched on it earlier, but it's a way for our smaller distilleries to get a little bit more personable with, with everyone that comes out. Um, but you're also very good about showcasing us. So I, first, I, I think I want to say a big thank you to you because it's, it's your, you've been a really big supporter of ours, um, since you brought us on and you've always been uh, really cool to re, you know, include us in all everything that happens and remind us of things that are coming up to if you consider. Um, so for those of you who are out there, I make Fountainhead in general. I think it's just, it's one of the better whiskey bars in Chicago. It's one of those more homey places that you can come mm-hmm. and hang out and enjoy a pour or two with friends, family, neighbors, or even, you know... Uh, strangers. Strangers, yeah. yeah. Seriously. That's why, that's why first, yeah. we, we no certainly... Yeah, Seriously. exactly. Yeah. And, and over the course of the years, you know, we've done whiskey dinners and ticketed events and yeah. things yeah. like that. But this is something that even somebody who might not know anything about Independent Spirits Week yeah. could stroll upstairs and be like, oh, for 10 bucks, I get to do this? Yeah, oh, fucking I, This is going to change my whole Definitely. evening's plans. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Yeah. And so that is even a better way to, do, to try to get people that might have not have any idea but might want to might taste something that they love and then yeah. go buy a bottle the next day of it. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. Right next door at the, uh, the market. Yeah, right right here, market, market. Go. You can yeah, actually yeah. buy it that evening uh, and don't have to even leave the premise. Look at that. You'll, you'll go over and get it forward. I will go over and deliver it. I will hand deliver your bottle. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. look at which that. is actually really nice because I do think a lot of times when I'm doing tastings and things at events, mm-hmm. people want to mm-hmm. buy a bottle. Mm-hmm. They do, mm-hmm. you know, and 100%. they say they'll take a picture, but then you end up forgetting there's so much out there. But to be able to really purchase right there, I yeah. think is nice. I agree. Yeah, we were we were supposed to do an event in LA on Saturday where you could supposedly buy at the event center. Mm-hmm. Like they got a license to do it, but then wow. it got canceled. I was like, I'm gonna sell like two cases of whiskey. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then they're like, Oh, we're canceling it. Like, oh, because you couldn't get that selling license probably in LA because it's probably a little hard to do that. What I can see that. That's yeah. has that something you've ever entertained, Bob? Like here, like do a tasting and then go right next door, get like a couple bucks off if you buy right. Yeah, yeah, there. we've done stuff like have that before. That Absolutely, okay. we have. Yeah, um, and and even on stuff that's like whether it's our single barrels or any other whiskeys that yeah. are in the market, we'll absolutely if as which we try to uh, streamline stuff. It's always sometimes fun to have different things over at the market, yeah. but things that we have at the market, we want to have on the shelf here. Correct. So that way people can, hey, they can go next door, get a sample if they like it, yeah. they can buy a bottle to take home. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I like that. Well, um, if you're listening to us for the first time or did not listen to either one of our guests on their previous episodes, Bob was on episode 16. Jamie was on episode 13. Um, we, Jamie had a great list of things to bring up. I was wondering if she brought a list today, but... Um, <laughs> you did I, I, think she has, I, think she has, I think she has enough lists so far. No, no more lists. No more lists. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, if you haven't, I mean, you can go back and listen to those conversations before or after this one if you haven't listened to it. But today what we're really kind of focusing on is outside of our jobs and, like, everything that's happening um, on Wednesday afternoon, evening, down at the downtown Hilton. Tickets still available? Tickets are still available on Sweet. Eventbrite. Sweet. Um, if you just Google Chicago Independent Spirits Expo. 2019. Um, 2019. Yeah, there is the 18 and 17 <laughs> no, running the, around. There is. No, the first route, I, the first the link I went to it was eight for last year. I'm like, why is this? Like the date doesn't look right. Yeah. 
Exact same time, but same place as always. <laughs> I tried to day. shut them down, but Good. I don't have all the Good. logins. Yeah, the logins yeah. yeah, but let's go kind of in depth to what the event is, what it's centered yeah. around, and how we all benefit from that. From yeah. you know, from brand representatives to bar owners to bar managers to consumers themselves. Yeah, so I think it's important to go over uh, the history of why the show started. Um, so it was started by Dave Schmier um, and my uncle Marty Duffy. Um, and the two of them felt that at the time when craft spirits were just starting to hit the market um, and the, all the larger brands, they were trying to push through the craft spirits and yeah. whiskey fest, other different whiskey festivals, spirit festivals were really, really expensive for mm-hmm. entry fees. And when you're a craft distillery, um, especially back then, people were kind of just taking their life savings and trying to get their spirits out there. They don't have money. They don't have a marketing yeah. budget. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to find something that was affordable uh, for all these spirits to be able to get together in one place and showcase what they got. We also saw that in places where you can, it is affordable to put to be part of the event maybe you don't have the money to have a hand-rolled cigar lady there plus someone doing a live art installation plus oysters and you know so it becomes a little unfair that if yeah. you do pay for a table you can't you can't keep up with the big boys can't so there, yeah. this um you know for first time tables at six hundred dollars um so that's about an eighth of the cost of what most festivals yeah. are yep. and Additionally to that, the other thing we found was important that we want consumers to come to the event. It's a great event for that. But what people really need, craft brands, is we need support by the trade. Mm -hmm. Um, So we make sure that we get about 80% of the people who show up to the event are going to be bartenders, retailers, press, um, people in the industry that can actually help push your brand forward. Influencers. Influencers, <laughs> yes. Our, Wilson's favorite. Influencers. Well, I Wilson, hate that fucking word, man. Wilson's favorite yeah. word. Yeah. I hate that word. You're an influencer, Wilson. Get used no. to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a dad. I'm but. a dad. <laughs> get that daddy blog started. I get that. I mean, I influence my son, but I mean... Aside from that, mm-hmm. oh, man, that word just bothers me. I don't get it. Well, yeah, like, everyone wants to be an influencer. The now. first time I heard it, I, I was just confused. I'm yeah. like, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. influencer? Yeah. Like, how does that, how what does that, that mean? What's that mean? Yeah, it is. How do you even spell that? But just the way it sounds. Oh, okay. I N F L U E N C E R. There you go. No, but it's weird because, like, I mean, Fountainhead itself as an establishment is an influencer. <laughs> like you know, like you. I mean, I can I, see that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying is like this influences people to drink, come to a neighborhood, try new things. It, representation of like Ravenswood in general in Chicago mm. versus like someone who's on a computer with a camera. And yeah, but when it becomes someone's title or job, what are you? I'm an influencer. That's what I strive to be in life. Is that what you try? To no. Do? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I have a list of them, though. Do you? I have a spreadsheet with yeah. influence, of, influencers? of influencers. Do you? Yeah, I just want to thank my wife for that. Yeah. <laughs> Stole that off her computer. That makes sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> she works with influencers on She's, a day-to-day basis. Yeah, she does, actually. We're she killing really all does. of our audience. Yeah, we are. <laughs> let's get back to... Let's get... Let's back to Jamie. Jamie, keep continuing. Yes, yes. Indie so, Sorry. Uh, I think the other important thing about Indie Spirits is educational piece. Oh, yeah. Um, so, from 12 to 4.30 there is uh, seminars going on. So we have three different seminars. Uh, the one classic one we've had almost every year is the Industry Roundtable, which is my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. I do um, take that one a lot, yeah. 
you know, each year, every year, the list of distilleries that are licensed in the U.S. grows and grows. Um, with that, it's harder to keep up with the times. Trends are changing. I will throw it out there. I got made fun of for saying that RTDs were the next big thing last year at the round table. And hmm. What happened this summer? That should make me an influencer, <clears throat> so, you know? Yeah, and that happened this summer. So no I shit. know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And when we were talking about yeah. that earlier. So it's fun to hear. Um, my other thing I will say, everybody, somebody every year says that rum is the next big thing. Yeah, I've yet every to year. Say always. It. Every, <laughs> every year. <laughs> Rum. BCB was like the same conversation this year. It was like, rum, really? rum. It's pushing yeah. rum all over you, but I'm like, all right, still waiting for it, but here we go. Do you get any of that, Bob? Do you get that, any, a lot of requests here uh, for rum at all? Uh, we get some. Yeah. Uh, and I actually was just talking to um, one of our regulars, and he's uh, somebody I consider a friend, and has a, has a pretty good spirits knowledge. He's, in, he's yeah. into craft stuff. He's into different things. And he kind of sat down at the bar last week and was like, you know, I was talking to somebody and they were really saying that rum's going to be the next big thing. I'm like, that, <laughs> like I, have, I have heard this before and uh, there are, you know, uh, yeah, so, uh, but speaking to the, the seminar, truly the, the industry roundtable I've gone to every year for at least the last six or seven years, like there was one year I missed due to a scheduling conflict, but mm. that is truly one of my favorite seminars too in a great way uh, for consumers to, to attend or suppliers or distributors um, and the, the, you know, the range of people that are on the table, whether yeah. they are <clears throat> bar managers or bar owners, or they work on the supply side or the distribution side, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a great wealth of knowledge to pick people's brains at a, at a, um, a low, uh, relaxed environment, you know, it doesn't, yeah, doesn't, doesn't yeah. feel too tense or yeah. you're going to ask a dumb question or anything. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't feel like a classroom you know setting or anything like that it's mm-hmm. just a very yeah it's very relaxed i've always enjoyed them and all that it's it's one of those things where it's quite impressive to get that range of knowledge because um, you've like you mentioned you've got from a retailer's perspective all the way from the actual distiller himself him or herself i should say and it's really cool to, to hear the in the in between and then even consumers have amazing questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what I think I'm looking forward to that as much as any other tastings that we do during the year or every weekend is the fact like we're going to get some real consumers, some real geeks and some real whiskey heads that are, or even spirit heads that are like, what do you got? Mm-hmm. I remember you from last year. What do you got from, you know, what's new this year? Mm. You know, so on and so forth. It's the, the engagement is the actual Did aspect. They ask you what was new because you're with a new company? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> hey, what's new? I'm like, well, I mean, this is new. And he was like, oh. All these just, skews. All these skews, you know. No, but it's really cool because they have such amazing questions. Sometimes I, I go back and I'm like, shit, man, how did I not know the answer? But then again, mm-hmm. we're always, you know, we're always yeah. learning. And, uh, and that's the wonderful thing about the round table. I agree. That panel's phenomenal. And always I'm really skew. excited about the panel this year because <clears throat> I was on it last year for the first time. Mm. Um, and a lot of what we focused on was lack of uh, minority, lack of female mm-hmm. representation in the industry as a whole, but then on our panel. So uh, as we were all complaining about that, we were kind of being bigots. <laughs> I mean, let's keep it real. Um, so I made a real point this year um, to change the representation on the panel. And I also switched it up and tried to get some people who are doing different things. Um, so like Hospitality 201. Um, are they're going to talk a little bit about cool. how you don't oh, nice. need a full brand rep? Yeah. You cool. can hire them for events. Yeah. Uh, we have Alexis, uh, the founder of Causing a Stir. Oh, cool. 
Um, yeah. So a bunch of different things that are really shaking up the industry is who I wanted there because I wanted just a slight refresh. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to know like these people who are taking risks and starting cool companies yeah. and and your photos ways, on the so. cover page of Hospitality Two Hundred One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? I was searching through it and then I saw her picture and she's like, I didn't even know it was even on there. So just a coincidence. It's a happy coincidence. Jamie Duffy. I know. Uh, I'm kind of an influencer. People just. <laughs> 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 it's true. I was talking to Josh. Kind of I was talking to Josh. Kind of an influencer. Yeah. Awesome. What year is this of Indie Spirits? This is the ninth year. That's right. Um, what do you think is changing the most from the ninth year to this year? So uh, I believe, and I may have some of this wrong, I believe the very first Indie Spirits was at the Bottom Lounge. Oh, really? Um, mm. So much smaller. Small. Yeah. And it's grown from there, and it's grown word of mouth. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have a large budget because we don't charge a lot for yeah. tables. Um, and so <laughs> it's been hard for us to get larger press to publish anything on it gotcha. um, but it really goes out to my uncle as far as getting word of mouth out there getting people I mean I'm pretty surprised the amount of people who reached out and wanted to attend the event um, just from knowing it from past years okay. when I think there's more and more and more whiskey event, I mean I'm getting invited like every week to one yeah, you know right. um, it's a lot, really a lot cool. of whiskey extravaganzas have yeah. yeah yeah Seems even like, through you know. the summer yeah. yeah, so it's yeah. really nice to see people Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Doing all say, of you know what, I'm going to step aside and this is the one I care about going is Indie Spirits. Yeah. And I think another important thing to mention, I've had it happen a couple of times, people were like, oh no, is your uncle okay? Oh. He's oh. alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Shout so out to Marty. Put that on record. Shout <laughs> out to Marty Duffy. Oh, um, I think he just, he's been doing it for nine years and he worked really yeah. damn hard at it. Definitely. And, he, he, he wanted to step aside and kind of slowly go into that retirement and, or oh. take at least take off that yeah. side um, or that that role. Mm-hmm. And I felt like <laughs> I wanted to step up because I do think it's so cool and important to still allow a open space for craft brands to show their product in an yeah. equal opportunity area. Yeah. Um, and it's easily something that can be kind of pushed aside if someone doesn't keep. Nope. It's true. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I, th- I think the refresh at this time is, is necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not because you know Uncle Marty is like kind of mm-hmm. like stepping to the side. It's more like it's time to, you know, see what's really going on and play to that fiddle, so yes, to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> Keeping everything on obviously traditional, but at the same right. time, you know, same and in years in the, in the future, I'd like to, do a little bit more to switch things up. Um, yeah. Maybe you know get more involved in the week's um, itinerary and all that, but this gotcha. year, yeah. really just trying one to... Year, first, one first year yeah. at a time. Make yeah. sure yeah. it runs correctly Definitely. and yeah, yeah. get through this year, and yeah. then we'll see a lot of changes. But we're really happy. We've got a great big guest list. Mm-hmm. Um, we're right now at 127 tables. Okay. That's um, nice. Nice. I always Very tell nice. people, come full. Yeah, true. Yeah, Good yeah. Point. make sure you because eat. Because it gets Comfort. everyone, even the oldest yeah. pros. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been there, and I see you looking at me. I see, I see, I see that eye. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I, I take breaks. <laughs> yeah. 
Take, take breaks. breaks. Yeah. Take notes. <laughs> well, see that. And that's Eat a, before. Drink water. Yeah, yeah. Drink be good. water. Drink you know, water. There's always usually there's always a water tables. stations. There's always water. There's mm. always nibbles and all that. Mm. You know. There's always that. But it's just it gets bombarded and it gets because people come hungry. They come right after work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they regretfully, you know, I never get to the snack table on time. But at the same time, <laughs> you see everyone else. I'm like, man, that's, that's that looks really good and all that. But the whiskey's always flowing. Um, but to play to to the point that you mentioned is like, you know you want to develop more of the week events. I think that right now, I think your your approach is spot on in a sense where I'm not surprised, but that's what people like Bob come in in his establishment that he runs with his brother Aaron and then other people throughout the city that, that mm-hmm. know you, the family, and, and know and, and care about us little guys step up. Yeah. I mean, Bob stepped up, you know, Delilah's is going to step up on what Thursday or Wednesday night. Yeah. Wednesday. I mean, it's yeah, just it's been, it just plays a tribute to everyone who's involved and especially the smell it. And it's helpful since we're on a yeah. podcast together. I mean, I think I've known you, Bob since I was twenty one. Yeah, there you go. yeah, um, dude, we were, yeah. I mean, you guys have been known each other forever. Yeah, yeah, he's been a supporter in every different <laughs> role I have, yeah. um, <laughs> along with his brother and you know Mike Miller's like family. It's nice to have yeah. people out there that help. Um, and I think the more we can try and find people to join that group oh, where yeah. we're all oh, helping sure. each other. I mean, you guys helped out a lot with guest lists and all of mm-hmm. that. Um, and that's really been the coolest thing so far is just seeing everyone come together and absolutely and keeping mm-hmm. it a community event, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I agree. That's yeah. you know, a, a perfect way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I do events all across the country, and Chicago is a different place than most places. We When we get to places, it's all about like hugs and smiles, seeing each other. Yeah. Not that it doesn't happen in other places, but we have a true investment to like everybody can really grow together and, mm-hmm. and yeah. want to be a part of this community. I think Midwest distilling um, on you know more of an independent scale is a very tight knit community um, versus like other parts of the country. Even other events I've done, um, you know, any spirits in New York, it's like fifty different tables maybe or so of. Uh, and then this one's one hundred and twenty seven because there's so much happening right here in the Midwest. Not, not taking anything away from yeah. anything on the East Coast. Yeah, it's just that there's a lot more distillers. We have great soil here, great people that have an acumen for whiskey and want to see it grow. Yeah, that's what's always interesting for me from the, from your guys' perspective is what you guys see at festivals, whether the festivals or tastings in other cities and how those different, you already just touched on a little bit yeah. about it, but being, you know, kind of planted here, I don't really yeah. get to, yeah. to, to, I don't really get to go to those ones in New York or, yeah. or everywhere else. And so yeah. it's always interesting to hear how they may differ in other cities and what the clientele is like and how that, yeah. you know, it's different. Yeah. It truly is actually. Like, I think I discovered laws at Indie Spirit a couple of years back mm-hmm. where I was like, where, where is this distillery for, you know, Ben? Cause you're not going to, they're going to go out to the East coast probably. Maybe they do now, but not at that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to see them across, across a huge uh, national scale, but right here, like in the Midwest, you know, Colorado's kind of Midwest, kind of not, but yeah. um, right That's in true. the, right in a, a point between West coast and Midwest mountain time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's just like, it's amazing. You know, all the different kind of distilleries you can discover at a show with over, you know, almost 130 uh, distillers represented. Definitely, yeah. And it's been surprising the amount of um, distilleries that opened this year mm, that are going to be cool. attending. Awesome. Um, which that's I'm cool really too. excited about. Yeah, uh, cool. And we continue to get different 
uh, accounts. There's distilleries I don't know about. Like, there's one out on the south suburbs that my boyfriend's mom met him. Really? And there's a distiller, and she was like, you should come to Indie Spirits. So she's spreading <laughs> nice, the words. Nice. And, like, Very cool. I don't know. It's That's just cool. fun. I've always thought of Indie Spirits, too, like you guys were saying. I usually think of it as, like, Christmas. I'm yeah, a total it's cool. geek about spirits. I can see it. Yeah. But I get to see everyone I love in one place. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it, it's just such a community-driven yeah. event. Um, and then afterwards at Delilah's, so... <laughs> We always do kind of the unofficial after party. <laughs> and my very favorite thing, I think, uh, to take away from Indie Spirits, uh. too, is that Mike lets, at one point in the night at Delilah's, Mike lets us all raid behind the bar <laughs> and take one big picture. Yeah. And it's always fun to see everyone yeah. together. So. I've always wondered what that perspective is like from behind Delilah's bar. <laughs> like, you can find out this year. Like physically standing behind it? Physically oh. standing behind that. I'm like, because it's just so small. You're like, man. I know. I think it would also like be different three if you Three to four deep sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Probably different when you're sober serving versus being a consumer. It's like, I got to go behind it's a very good time. time. Yeah. The one thing that I always feel like, how many high lifes do I have afterwards? Because I'm like crushing them because you're so... Mm-hmm. Like, so I always keep the bottle caps if I can or try to keep uh, the labels. I always scratch off the label. I do see how many I had because I never remember, yeah. you know. Because you're tired <laughs> and you want to go see your friends. Yeah, relax. you just want to yeah. chill. You just you need, you need don't want any more whiskey, no offense. But no, yeah. you I just, agree. You know, you're just crushing High Lifes or your other, you know, choice of beverage and, you know, you're just catching up more on a personal level, a lot more, and it's just so much fun. It's mm-hmm. You're uh, right. It's almost like Christmas. It is. It's like friends all together. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a New Year's. Yeah, definitely. Between, or besides whiskey, what other um, type of brands will be at Indie Spirits? So I'm glad you asked that, because I was just going to say, I did a giveaway um, on a couple different Facebook pages uh-huh. uh, for the industry. Like, hey, you know, first five mm-hmm. people to message me, and I made everyone tell me their favorite spirit and why. Okay. And I would say about 80% of the responses were Mezcal. Yeah. Um, cool. And we have quite a few distilleries you know, here. And I was going to ask Bob's you. Excited. Like, yeah, Bob's excited. Bob's excited. Now, from last year, that's the actual next big thing yeah, that, I, I that I thought you, a couple you know, yeah. a couple years ago. It was like Mezcal. mezcal. Yeah. Now, Grant, I, I, of course, I lean towards a little bit Mezcal because it can read yeah. Closer to a whiskey than a lot of other spirits. Yeah. Like. Scotch. It's a well Scotch. 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 Yeah. Scotch specifically. Exactly. I agree. Your single malt drinkers Scotch are going to find it. Yeah, yeah. So are yeah. you including that in your bar program? So, oh yeah, yeah. We've got yeah. Uh, a couple. I've got one mezcal cocktail. I always have one mezcal cocktail on the rooftop mm-hmm. and one on the main floor. Different, different cocktails. Nice. Both using mezcal, and it's been uh, a category that I'm trying to grow more here nice. uh, as well. Cool. Uh, I love seeing them. They're personally some of my favorite non. Whiskey spirit cocktails to drink. Uh, it can be, it can be very versatile. It could be, it could be subtle, or it could be the predominant flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, it's a great spirit. So uh, we're hoping to have some mezcal mm-hmm. to be poured on Thursday as well. Nice. So Sweet. just waiting to hear final confirmation on that. That's awesome. Dude. And I thought of this too late, but I would love this for next year. Um, I feel like I know a lot about whiskey, but not as much mezcal. I've worked for mm-hmm. a couple brands in the past. Um, I knew a lot about those specific brands, but maybe not as a category. But I'd love to learn more about. Uh, safe practices because there oh. is there's a lot of people getting taken advantage yeah. in the production of mezcal okay. and I think becoming a little more transparent about that mm-hmm. or brands that can teach us about that Yeah, um, I feel like that's kind of mm-hmm. people like us who are spirit mm-hmm. geeks it's our mm-hmm. duty to 
to figure out, you yeah. know, are these people being treated correctly? There was a great seminar um, during Drink Chicago Style about that with two women that own Mezcal um, operations down in Mexico, and they came and talked about a lot of that going on, and it was all in Spanish as well, which is really neat. So, oh, we, wow. yeah, we wore oh. headphones where the translation was in there. That's so, cool. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it was, awesome. It was really they were in cool. traditional garb. Wow. One was. One, right? Yeah. I, <laughs> I know I saw it in the picture. Like, I was like, oh, "Are you joking?" Because like one actually, well, I didn't know. Yeah. You no, yeah, because you weren't there. I just didn't know. No, but. I saw pictures that were posted through uh, Drink Chicago. You could have been there and translated in my ear. For I could have. I could have whispered in your ear, <laughs> "Sweet cosas en español." That's all I got. All right. It's so other than mezcal, what else is happening? Besides um, so we have things as far as liqueur. We're doing a couple. Um, non-alcoholic okay oh i was wondering yeah which i have not tried and i'm really excited about it yeah um so the non-alcoholic spirits seem to be a trend yeah um so does white claw i believe we have a cbd company Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was one. Uh, one That's of the fun. one of my medical shops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <bye>. I mean, <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, I love it. Uh, uh, one of the medical marijuana operations um, was at, at Whiskey Extravaganza, actually. But they weren't like giving anything out other than like frisbees and t-shirts, so it was very confusing. And they actually had like roll, their roll-up joint packages like. On the table, but on the table, but dude? we can't. You could smell it dude, like everywhere. Awesome. Yeah, but I was like, I'm like, oh, you give me those out and send you one of the girls. And I don't. Like, so no. the, the cannabis industry fascinates me, and yeah. my buddy Cameron. We're, he's my we're all gonna roommate. leave this industry to go into it eventually. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's, it's weird. I was just in Denver, yeah. and my buddy Cameron Wilson is. Uh, he's my old roommate, and he was with Copper and Kings. Okay, and he moved out to Denver to to start Copper and Kings there. Um, or the just dis- worked the distribution there. He ended up leaving for the cannabis industry, mm. and I was like, "What's the difference?" Because it's cool talking to someone who was in our industry and moved mm-hmm. that way. Um, and he was like, "It's like working for the craft spirits industry the first time craft spirits were ever out." Oh wow! Mm. So everyone's excited wow. Everyone's yeah. because excited. there's not like a lot of brands out yeah. there. Yeah, like, you're you know everyone's willing to hear from you. He did say. Um, which made me never want to go into it, but we'll see. Um, he said that they're less reliable than the spirits. No, industry. it's not possible. No. The, the accounts he works with, and I'm like... Reliable oh. in what sense? You mean like people showing like up 45 minutes late meeting? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that makes sense. What they say they're they're yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, all right, yeah. I get it. too stoned to listen yeah. to you. Yeah, right. like, um, And then my other friend works in marketing for a company there, and she said that they're just they're just poaching liquor people nonstop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where they're getting Everyone's all of their really? all of their employees from. Um, also, I thought I was gonna go there, and there'd be like, you know, if you go to my apartment, uh-huh. there's all types of spirits, oh, yeah. a whole wall. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you go there, and there's gonna be like cupcakes, bombs, bombs, yeah. What's your vapor choice? Sprinkled, sprinkled unicorn fairy dust, whatever. But they actually, you don't sample any um, product. At their shop. Like, I thought you would, yeah, I thought oh. if you went to a shop and you were selling yeah, you your product, you would get a as a rep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. If Which, you're a supplier, yeah. you're not. You don't actually sample. have samples. Um, you just talk about the product. Is that because of a federal? Yes. Okay. So that may change. Yeah. Okay. That's so, interesting. Huh. I know this is a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I know. No, no, no. I just saw something with two chains. He hosts. Wilson loves the marijuana. Yeah. Well. Yes. Also loves two chains. <laughs> two chains. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> he, he hosts 
<laughs> you know, this weird, that's like this weed based, like, I don't know if it's a talk show or what. Anyways, I saw it on. Do you like Lime. Funyuns? I do like Funyuns. <laughs> I like the spicy Funyuns stuff. If you tried those, those are great. And he had an oil. This guy came out, he had this guy, he had an oil. Um, and mm. you would dab take it. the oil, dab just a dab of it on your joint, and it like increased it by 10 times. Yeah. Because the. This is the kids called dabbing. Is that what? No, well, that's not it. Like your yes, it joints. No, so like, like on the right. actual. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh like, like an essential like oil. Yeah. 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 Like, like an essential oil. Yeah. yeah, that I've tried. That shit works. Really? Yeah. I haven't tried it, but I've heard great things. It, it increases flexibility. Increases everything, the circulation. Yeah. I've tried it on all my body, and it's phenomenal. <laughs> Except Learning certain places. Anyways. Oh, right. But it's, it's yeah, well, it's cool. So that's what Wilson does when Lindsay's out of town. When I'm out of town, you know. So, but... Containing or pertaining to the drink industry, mm-hmm. how do you guys feel? What do you think about CBD cocktails? I, th- I personally think it's it's almost become a fad. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I personally feel like the RTD thing uh, that'll come and it'll go. You know, um, I th- and with CBD, I see it more and more. I know. Uh, coffee uh, roasters that, are, that that make cold brew that are tr- looking for dissolvable CBDs to put into their cold brews. And it's just, it seems like it's going to be oversaturated like everything else is already RTD-wise and, and almost spirit-wise. And it's going to, personally, it'll fizz out. Hmm. No pun intended. I just worry about people having two types of I think like alcohol and cannabis at once. Mm-hmm. I would wonder you That's, as a bartender. Well, like, I mean, opioids and alcohol is one thing. But I've, I've, you know, yeah, I've, you know, I've, I've an, an experience well, with that yeah. uh, very recently. That, yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Um, That's I'll share the story. Yeah. That's scary. But, okay. but, but yes, no, absolutely. In places that, um, that it may be completely legalized. And so your mm-hmm. first time you're in somewhere that, you know, that cannabis is completely legalized. And he said, oh, this is fun. I can just yeah. smoke a joint walking down the street. Well, maybe you don't really smoke or should be mixing that. Yes. yes. Right, that you don't it's know your legal, effects but, on it. You know. Well, so have you had a problem at all with, like, vape pens in the bar? Um, or upstairs, particularly? That's a good question. Not, not a ton, but every now and then there'll be somebody that, that would yeah. just kind of yeah. try to sneak it in at the bar or something like that. Because yeah. in three months from now, when it's legalized um, yeah. in the city, I mean, because I... I'll share a story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, my buddy had a vape pen um, at a bar a couple weekends ago, and it was an outdoor bar, and I was like, don't be that guy. And then half an hour later, I was like, I'm going to be that I'm guy. Be, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I'm like, it was, you know, subtle, whatever, but indoors, I, I mean, people don't think, oh, they can't smell this. Like, oh, you smell it. Like, yeah. And it might not be for everybody around you, their cup of tea, and disturbing to customers. You don't want to lose your customers that way either. Right, and that's why I think the, the stance of in, in every bar, restaurant, um, on-premise location will have their different take on it, and yeah. so yeah. it may totally allow. But for us, it's just, um, it, it's much safer just to go yeah. the route of not having of it, not having it yeah. so at all. CBD in general, I mean, you can make it psychoactive if you pair it with another certain strains. Um, don't know the whole medical terms of it all, but it's not a psychoactive drug. It's a, it's a cousin to marijuana. Um, but I just don't really know what the effects are in a cocktail. Like right. taste wise, it doesn't provide much. It's more about the experience. But personally, on a CBD user level, like I like to use it for like 
soreness from like working out or like a calming agent, like anxiety and stuff like that. Take it before I go to bed. Um, helps you like relax and like get your mind off of stuff. And yeah. so as a purveyor, I think CBD is kind of more of a fad, like you're saying. But I'm yeah. more worried about actual like tinctures. Okay. So oh, I'm sorry. I THC apologize. Okay. Going into cocktails. No, I, yeah, yeah. Because it's going to lead to that. Because I'm worried yeah. about people not knowing their limits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think even like I, I would yeah. be nervous. Like you don't. Denver's a perfect example. Like I'm not, I was like, out there smoking too. weed and drinking yeah. together yeah. all the time, where I know like what that does to my body or who I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would worry as someone who's like a bar manager. People playing with both. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think totally. it would yeah. just make everything go quite wrong quite quickly. I think the obvious yeah, yeah, I agree. the obvious yeah. answer is prohibition. I get it but no it is because like Denver I was out there too for work and you have to watch yourself drinking I mean like Mm because the elevation will kill you if you don't stay hydrated like you're going to be drunk off you know in a much faster period of time than versus here in Chicago I love it affordability Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but you see people like just walking around stoned out of their minds you know they're tourists and then they're in a bar drinking too and you're like they probably don't typically act like that but when they're on vacation you know. and outside of their own element and don't know like how much dehydration is affecting in their yeah. body because of the elevation effects it takes it to a whole new level we i mean i know this sounds silly but weed scares me okay it just does Any I just reasons always, why? yeah i just i just because i mean there is a point to say i'm so high right now but what does that mean are you so high that you don't know what you're doing. You don't know where you're at. You don't know what you're putting into. But your I feel body like that could me. be the same as alcohol. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, with alcohol, you have someone. If you're at a bar, you have someone already monitor, semi-monitoring yeah. you. Yeah. Say, hey man, you're done. Yeah. Or you got to go. Unless you're at home and you're with friends or whatever, you're not going anywhere. But if you're out in public and you're doing the two, to my understanding, you know, with the neat weed, obviously is a natural thing, as our spirits, because we're it's derived from something we gain we get from the soil. So. I mean, I think trial and error, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. But yeah. even that, it scares the shit out of me. Even that, yeah. Even uh, that's scary. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why there's professional shops like these in towns and cities and states that already have legalization. I mean, that's where you start. You can go, Education is really important there. So I, I mean, agree, yeah. It's, I think that's it's probably... It's quite intense. Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, you like, have, I went into one when I was in Denver, and it was, like, there. there's, like, a bodyguard yep. with like a badge yeah. check-in yeah. you have to have your ID on really you the time. Yeah. I was Absolutely. like I want to get out of here <laughs> yeah. because I'm going to do something I mean, wrong yeah. Yeah. I was like man why do you need an armed guard here right yeah. now well a lot of it is oh. because also in Denver too it's cash right yeah the cash because yeah. the banks will not take their money right now so there's a whole different way of them gotcha yeah yeah. yeah, see, it's just scary to me. I don't know. Oh, what is that giant? I'm not one for weed anymore. So. Edibles yeah. is one thing I've tried the edible thing you know because you want to try mm-hmm. and that i think is comes in a in a form where it's it's already not regulated but it's already broken down so it's like if you do like chocolate it's the first yeah. time i've tried it if you do this whole square of chocolate you're gonna feel this right yeah. so have half or yeah something. well i mean it's all and about it's milligram still, dosage correct thank it's, you it's yeah. harder it's harder than like all right i know if i have five beers i'm gonna be drunk you know it's because yeah. it's right. like, but i do think like rounding that back like that it's something to be said. We were joking about it on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. You and I, Wilson, about oh, what yeah. what not to do. What not to do at, at um, a whiskey tasting, a spirits festival, oh, yeah, or yeah. something like that. But the same thing, like be careful about mm-hmm. what you consume. Yeah. yeah, spit. It's not rude. True. Yeah. Yeah. No, I it. think I get so many people who say, 
you know, I'm so sorry, it's great, but I need to spit, I'm working later. I don't take offense. Yeah. I, I actually either. prefer it. Yeah. Um, I've been one to be known to be like a stingy pourer at events just because I don't want to be the one responsible for you getting too drunk. Yeah. And yeah. I, I get the comment at least one or t- once or twice in an event, like, that's it. It's like, there's 10 other booths. There's 127 other booths. Right. Like, yeah. Go try some other stuff. Pa- or we give pa- tickets out, so we give like raffle tickets. Yeah. I think you get 10 to 12 tickets. Yeah. And that, again, that's on us in the spirit industry mm-hmm. to take that To ticket. take that ticket. You're yeah. not hurting anyone. The person's no. not going to hate your brand no. because no. you took a ticket from them. No. Um, Although, I did get called a faggot one time at an event for not pouring for a guy who was already drunk. Did you really, bro? Oh. <laughs> That's sad. That was a more of a funny occasion, which oh. I... Well, not really Dang. funny, but... Um, it was, it is kind of funny. I'm like, well, I'm leaving the event now. <laughs> See, and, that's, and I think, you know, but you touched on it. But the whole staff was drunk too at the bar. Yeah, was that? Like I mean, the, right. the, 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 everyone's fucked up. The manager I mean. is, was drunk. The waitresses were drunk that were working that day, not that's even working ridiculous. the event. So this is like five, six years ago where mm-hmm. I, we were all still trying to figure out the whole event wise, especially the on-premise events too. Yeah. Um, where it was like, oh yeah, your staff shouldn't be drinking every spirit that's here for 10 spirits <laughs> right. while working. While uh, working. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that happens. Um, but we had an event, you know, in like July or June where the bar kind of called us out for overpouring or like you had yeah. no system in place to stop it. Mm-hmm. It was, there was no ticketed, ticket there event. There was no tickets. And, like you gave give. them cups or some plastic cups or whatever it was. But, like cups. We didn't know if like they were just holding on to them you know and mm-hmm. not whatever and we didn't have the right disposal like yeah things. i think for me um and i'm late to the game on this i used to think like i'm a heavy-handed pourer yeah like, yep. that's who i am yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but i live religiously now and at indie spirits we hand it out to each table yeah. um the fourth ounce mm-hmm. pourers yeah mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah it people then because otherwise when you're pouring the bottle they're going to be like I'm not trying to drink a lot, and you're like, I don't care if 200 people to pour to, just don't drink at all. Yeah. But really, to be responsible, you should be using the it pour. Should you be should be, yeah. you know, that right there. You're knowing exactly what you're giving a yeah. customer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which I think is important. And I think that too, like a lot of people who, like those who go to Indie Spirits, they know what they're getting into. Yeah. I'm going here to taste a variety of new things or revisit revisit some favorites. Yeah. Whereas when we do those other ones, Jimmy, that you Mm -hmm, also were mm -hmm. part of on Friday, you know, and Jake's familiar with, it's like unregulated. It's like Mm -hmm. you get called out for for giving the quarter ounce pour or sometimes just flat out telling them, no, I think you're done. And, you know, where that's located, (laughs) there's a dangerous element 40 feet to your east, yeah. to the east. <laughs> um, and then there's the highway to your there's west. There's the highway to your and, west, yeah. And that's where, like, the Uber pickup is. That's ridiculous. Like, it's yeah. just, you're standing literally on an on-ramp to a local highway, and yeah. people are just drunk. Yeah. But I think, Bob, like, you're probably most experienced in that. I mean, I've seen you have most to... Most experienced with <laughs> being drunk yeah, in an Uber? No, 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 I thought I had to step out and write a check. No, and I no, thought no, Jamie, no. I'd come back to Jamie telling more embarrassing stories about no. that. <laughs> the regulating of people. No, but... <laughs> Hopefully they have Uber in Europe for you, in Bob. In management. I mean, I've seen you in some scenarios where I'm like, thank God I'm not the manager here because you've had... Yeah, to, you've, been, you've, you've visited been me at Bueno. Awkward situations where... When I was at Bueno, I've had to ask people to leave. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And do you worry, like, I'm, we talked about this last, but, like, I like to be liked. I think people want your spirits because they like you sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, And I I guess they're probably too drunk to remember, but I do worry about 
I understand it's a legal thing and we should yeah. be shutting them off, but do you worry that, that that's going to come back yeah, to bite I mean, you? There's or, you, or you, always want, you always want um, customers to feel welcome and taken care of in your establishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes having to use the judgment of what's what's best for the for the guest and the consumer first and then also for the for the establishment too um in terms of serving people yeah, and um, for sure and there's certainly have been people that we that we have you know said that we can't serve them anymore we'll say we're not kicking you out like you'll have some glass of water some food yeah. um i've had people where we've had to stop serving them and then have come back and said thanks that was oh, wow. absolutely the right call Right. Yeah. You know, like See, the next cool. week they come back and mm-hmm. yeah. are like, you know, appreciate you looking out for us. So that's, that's cool. you know, but yeah, so uh, you never want to give somebody, uh, you know, to, to shut them off of me and they come in like, I've, I've had two drinks or, you know, and having the viewpoint. That's why some, you know, Bassett and other these classes oh, help yeah. people that some mm-hmm. people yeah. who, you know, um, might be physically or, or mentally handicapped in some way yeah. that, mm. you know, mm. you're, you might make yeah, a snap judgment that. of that. Yeah, and you don't right. know that. You don't even know that. That's true. That's where, um, that's where some <laughs> training and bartending and management and things like that come into play. Interesting. I'd have to tell I think Jimmy has a story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm still pissed about this. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to call out the bar. I will. All right. So All right. last right. year yeah. at Indie Spirits, my dad... Very sweet man, always offers to get up at 6 a.m. We worked together last year. the whole event. He's excited to be there. Last year, he did not touch a drop of alcohol while working. It's true. I monitored him the entire time. He texted me, and um, he's like, hey, where are you guys at? I was like, I'm starving. I want to just go get a burger somewhere. I went to the South Loop Club. Mm Mm-hmm. And my dad walked in. He's like, could you get me a beer? Like, I'm just dying for a cold beer. Like, you said, a high yeah. life at the end of the yeah. event. Yeah, yeah. He walks in, um, and the server said, I said, can I get a beer? My dad just walked in. The bouncer almost didn't let him in. They laughed in his face and said, your dad's wasted. He's not getting served. I asked the manager, and he's, he just started berating my dad and kicked us out of the bar. What? what? Yes. Oh. I said, can I talk to the manager? You can talk to my dad. He's really just looking for a beer. Yeah. Yeah. And I just then, need a beer. He's right been now. on his feet for like 13 hours. Yeah. yeah that's more of what it is. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's exactly. an just, older dude. No, I mean, <laughs> anybody, you know, like, you're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take nothing away from your dad. But yeah, he's, sorry, he's still in very that. good shape. But, one of the two uh, Yelp reviews I've ever written. Really? But, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I was. I mean, come on. The guy's yeah. been working all day. He just wanted a beer. And I understand, but they wouldn't even talk to him to figure out if he was overserved. You can't come here. South Loop Club, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there always needs to be a If mug. you look on their reviews, too, there's hundreds of the bouncer, like, physically assaulting people. Shit. Funny, yeah. I drank a bottle of Templeton Rye there one night, so they didn't stop us. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Well, it's like between me and three other people. Oh, okay. Well, still, that's, still, that's yeah, quite yeah, the feat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, quite the feat. No yeah. shit. Speaking like, of something to drink, um, Jamie, oh, yeah, we've had, we've had. Yeah, Jamie yeah. yeah. Whiskey Jamie poured in our glass for yeah. a while. So, so what do we yeah, drink? This Jamie? is um, the yeah. Baller Single Malt. Baller. So this is really interesting because Lance and Dave, the owners of St. George Distillery, actually came up with this when they were drink, uh, eating ramen. Oh, okay. So they were eating in ramen in their favorite shop in San Francisco, and they're like, "I just want to make a good highball. Like, I want to make a whiskey that's meant for a highball. Yeah. So that's why we call it Baller. Okay. Um, nice. I so love it was it. meant to be that. It was meant to be like a pretty affordable bottle and out for everybody. Like, mm. make it something you could mix with. However, uh, we found a farmer 
in California who was growing a little bit of ume, which is like a Japanese plum. Yeah. Oh. Um, and so we asked her to start growing lots of ume for us. Okay. Uh, she did that, and we make our own umeshu. So What's a Japanese meshu? liqueur. Oh, Japanese So it's distilled liqueur. ume. Okay. We rinse our barrels with that. Nice. Um, and then we put our single malt whiskey in that for uh, four years. Um, so originally it was never meant to kind of be allocated or anything like that. We just can't get enough ume fruit to keep huh, it going. Interesting. I love it. It's got this umame kind of yeah. vinegary yeah, feel to mm-hmm. it with the sweet plum. Yeah, I love the, the ripe fruit on it. It's, I don't get any strings. So when did they start making this? That is, that is a good question. If they had the founding so was was Tokyo oh, kind of wow. already a thing happening in the states when they made it? Or so no, before that? the Japanese craze had not taken okay. off. Um, so that that's why even now out. people, I'm kind of amazed by it because if someone told me, hey, there's these people in California making Japanese style whiskey, which Japanese style whiskey is really kind of yeah. Scottish, and it's like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is St. George. I mean, they can do things that no one else can do and do it right. Yeah, those guys out there are cool and shit. people appreciate it. Yeah. Um, they worked with a traditional mm. Japanese artist. Yeah, so the on this label here, that's St. George uh, slaying the dragon with a barrel. dragons. Which I love. Especially because the dragon put his tail through the... Yeah, the dragon was not playing around. the barrel head there, so he's leaking... He's leaking. <laughs> he's leaking whiskey out of the barrel. It deserves, deserves well, to get it. Gun. It does. Yes. It's so cool. But I think that's really fun that they just wanted to make something for a highball. And now it's like, oh, we can't even make enough of it to keep up. Really? Yeah. Dude, I love it. Now I'm curious because it's, it's got a very, very sweet, but then transition into the smoke. Like and that, a and that ume kind of would, would stand up and have a nice flavor with the highball, too. You know? Yes, like, oh, yeah. exactly. That's what I think is really cool about that is very cool. product, too. It's to mess around with the highball that. Yeah. And I, and that's that speaks to St. George's story as we're talking about craft spirits. They amaze me every time because the things they do, like, any, they could go bulk buy a really nice sumashu yeah. from Japan, no problem. And but that's can, not who they are. They want to do it themselves. Yeah, that makes you know sense. I mean? Those guys are They've done that with tons of things. There. Like, we no longer have the agricole rum um, hmm. anywhere in oh, the U.S. Okay. And that's because Lance felt that... Um, there was an inconsistency with the product he was sourcing okay. to make it, and he's like, I'm not going to do it. And huh. so we've done like, that out. time and time again, where, like, if we can't get our Having, organic, yeah. non-GMO products yeah. and, like, raw ingredients correctly, like, we're not going to put yeah. it out. Rum is rum is tricky. To go back to the beginning of what we were talking about, rum, I, growing up in Puerto Rico, we, my grandfather loved a pour of rum Wait, after what? dinner. You're Puerto Rican? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Since day one. You didn't know this? Viva la Mexico? No, la, God damn it. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Always. <laughs> 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 you know what? One, and one, I of, always these, one bite. of these days, I'm going to get a hate crime against I always me. bite yeah. on it. I'm uh, like, God damn it. Oh, this fucking days. white boy again, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, but the rum in Puerto Rico, um, the sugar cane, obviously, which is one rum, my, my grandpa was like, when we would cultivate it and then we would harvest it, it, uh, it was just, it was, it's hard work. So the inconsistencies that he said that when he, growing up, when he would work on the f- and in the fields, he was work- it came from the machete. Okay. So if the machete so was rusted, cut, yeah. the way it was cut, if it's not at an angle, if it's not at the right time, you know, okay. what they did is they would uproot and throw it in there too. So they'd clean it well enough where they thought it was actually from the cane. So those inconsistencies and purities came from the root. 
Um, so then uh, his great grandfather would distill rum, mm-hmm. and they would only use half of what they would harvest. He goes, because that's the better half. It's okay. almost like the heart cut. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. almost taking the hearts, yeah. but you're doing it from the get go. You're doing it from the harvest perspective, from the harvest aspect, and not from the actual distillation prospect. And why do we mm. think when we keep saying rum will be the big next thing? Why do you think it hasn't? I, don't, I just think it's, it's inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it. I think it's a little inconsistent. I think that we a were lot playing of, with that rum cocktail. Yeah, like a yeah, month or two ago, right, right. and it was pretty hard. It, I mean, it was a little it was hard when you get when you out. get into the real kind of funky pot still stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you just need a little bit of that. Otherwise, yeah. it'll overtake everything. And while I love. I was just saying, I was just thinking about different styles of rum and yeah. where you know was the question I was gonna ask is what you guys like to see in rum like I love the funky weird stuff like I just I love the I love the oddball stuff but it makes it hard to play with the cocktails I also feel like the vast majority of um, of drinkers that aren't really deep into spirits mm-hmm. they just want a rum and coke yeah I was yeah. just gonna say is it <clears throat> our stereotypes like our palate's already being basically. I, Made to be rum and cokes. I'm like, trying to think of something else. That, like vodka's not quite like that because it's neutral. Mm-hmm. But what's another spirit where people aren't too concerned with kind of you know higher end yeah. version? I don't I think know gin. if we have that. Oh, uh, I think gin kind of, yeah. kind of, oh, not, people, not completely. There's, there's there's more gin snobs out there. Yes, there Absolutely. are. Yeah. There are some gin snobs. I mean, that, you know, I, I would maybe say liqueurs. Yeah. People are still using really cheap liqueurs. I would say so. I mean, like, even, like, just with, like, my portfolio mate, uh, Mr. Black, like, it's an amazing liqueur. Mm-hmm. And you can really still go, fun. Yeah, great for, like, Mezcal, cool actually. Cool oh, oh yeah, I've yeah. never messed around with Mezcal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whiskey, so, yeah, definitely. It's pretty tasty. That would be dope. Um, but, yeah, you can go out there and buy, obviously, your cheap like, coffee liqueurs out there and, you know, have yeah. like, more yeah. chocolatey flavors to them. That I are, sold an orange liqueur and... It was very interchangeable. Yeah. Like, if you had the right pricing and the right... Mm-hmm. Um, well, see, I think that's why I say gin, because of the pricing aspect of it. Yeah. Gin is normally, anyway, what, 30 to $35, maybe? For a good bottle, yeah. For a solid For a bottle. Decent, huh? Yeah. And then yep. you can go into a, maybe a higher-end bottle, but you're not paying any more than 45 Yeah, but I think you that's know. more because of what the, the cost to make gin... Mm-hmm is less, right? So you're going to go up to 100 bucks with whiskey because those people have to sit on that. Yeah. No, no, I, I completely you understand. Yeah. And I do think that um, I do think that gin has become the new whiskey. Not quite there, but everyone's saying gin's going to be a thing. I think it's here. Gin's a thing, for um, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But good kind of like transition. So you, as a buyer, Bob, when you walk into Indie Spirits, what are you looking for? Do you feel like you've Ooh, already I like that question everything? a lot. No, Indie Spirits is... Is one of those that I definitely don't feel like I've tasted everything. Okay. Um, I've been to several different beer fests or whiskey fests where seventy percent of stuff I may be I'm pretty familiar with. Now mm-hmm. it's always fun to revisit stuff. There's yeah. certainly sometimes I'll go to a beer tasting, whiskey tasting, whatever it might be, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't had that in a year or two. Let me go. Mm-hmm. Let me go back to that and Same try that. Yeah. Uh, but in but indie spirits um, here in Chicago is one that I always find. There's always going to be new products that I may have never had before. So from the buyer perspective, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. um, it's one of the few times that I, you know, I get to go and mess around with a bunch of different pisco or yeah. you know yeah. other different spirits and liqueurs, and that's really fun to get in and a taste. So those well, are you some might have just hit it there for. too. I don't know if people know high end pisco versus. 
cheaper Piscos. Uh, no. You know what? I definitely don't. There was no. like a total whole section at BCV of Pisco's, and it was awesome. Just like playing yeah. around with cocktails, drinking it neat. And people actually sitting there educating you about it, um, which many people at BCBs, like, they already know what it is, but it's yeah. cool to, like, actually <laughs> talk to people about it where it's not necessarily a consumer event. It's obviously it's more of a trade event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that could be it. Pisco, yeah. yeah. yeah I've, I, I mean, can't say I, that I've, I've... Okay, so I've here's another it. question. What is, I think we get a lot of brands that listen to this podcast mm-hmm. what and this is something I've struggled with over the years what's an appropriate amount of time to talk about your product as you're tasting at a, at a place like this what, how how in depth do you get what's the quick way of doing it um, it's I think it's different too if you're talking to someone in the trade or consumer wouldn't you think yes okay I mean, yeah. are we talking more consumer in this aspect or I think both I mean for example on Friday when we were at that mm. event I had a whiskey from each brand, so the three brands that I work for. And I went off, because it was all consumer facing, I went off taste profiles. So I was like, this is a lot of leather, tobacco, high proof, heavy. Mm -hmm. This is gonna be really smooth, light, cherry cola notes. This one's fruity, apple, pear. Mm -hmm. Um, So I tried to go that way, but at an event like Indie Spirits, I always struggle with like, Mm. I wanna tell you my whole story, because we're cool and we're independent, but I don't wanna lose you, you know? I think I wish like at the beginning of those events too, people are more um, apt to hearing about it and listening to your story and listening to like a full divulgence into the company. Mm-hmm. But then as the night goes on and the drinking continues and continues, maybe they're a little more. It irritable. does. I mean, you do adapt. I pers- I mean, uh, I guess I await for them. I am reacting mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. You kind of get like three seconds to read somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they come up to your table and you know they're already looking. Depending on what you're displaying, how you display it, they're already looking. And then while they're looking, they may ask questions like, "Well, tell me about you," or "Where are you guys from?" Or when they say, "Tell you," are you going off of Nashville's for the spirits? Or are you going off the story? Of um, I story. ask questions. Story. I ask. I think, story. I think the story. Like, tell me about yourself. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, for I'm me, kind of guessing. From yeah. Not, from not sure. being on that no, side. Absolutely. Of I mean, you like, hope that that's what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like oh, for me, oh, yeah. for me. Um, like, is that what you would prefer? There's great or? stories behind I, everything. I, I would like, I like to hear a, a, a brief story, and then, yeah. and because I'm also thinking there's people behind me, I may uh, have other things to go. A, yeah. I don't want to take up too much of, of the time of the time of yeah. the supplier either, yeah. even though I'm in a buyer position, and it's easier for me to say, learn a little bit, talk, exchange cards. All right, yeah, for right. Sure. Notes, and, so that's... and now I can come back, and now I can meet with this person again. Yeah. But for me, it's more about. Um, more about the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it, to know where yeah, they're coming from. I walk up to a table and like, let's say I have 20 minutes in between mm-hmm. something where I, I want to go taste a couple things I haven't tasted before. Mm-hmm. I'm Mashville production age. Okay. I don't okay. care about your story. I True. I'm, I'm, and I'm some, as a person in the industry, I, I'm kind of the same way as well. Like, a little bit, maybe a little bit, not yeah. much. What do you mean, like a little bit of of the story, the okay. background? Like, yeah, yeah, a little like, bit for like, sure. Where are you from? Like, are you, you know, is it your own farm you're working with, local farmers? A little bit, not much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as a consumer, I would wanted to hear all of that. I remember like, when I first started going to beer fest, and you realize that the people pouring your beer don't even work for the brewery. I was like, oh. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> I actually got that a lot on Friday. They're like, oh, you actually know your shit. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, we I gotta, manage these brands. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, oh, so you're like one of those cool whiskey girls. Yeah. <laughs> you're not one Damn of these. Yeah. They all start sweating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they're like really drunk coming back being like, sorry, my buddy's drunk, but like, what are you up to? Yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, you're What's just your as drunk number? as your buddy. You shut yeah. up with it. Um, yeah. It's like, you're, it's your fault he is. And your wife's yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, the, the time, I personally, I like taste. Um, 
usually I do, if I know who's going to be at the show, I always like mark those. I'm like, I mm-hmm. want to see these guys because mm-hmm. I've never heard of them. So that's when I take the time that I really want to know their story. And then hopefully that their story is just as good as their juice. And then that can, that conversation naturally takes off and takes us to whatever point. Um, but if you're not, if you're just walking in, like if you go to Benny's and there's a tasting going on, it's oh, free. Story. Forget about it. Story all the way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think in Indie Spirits, it's like your first impression. This is your first shot. This mm. is your first go at you don't know who's across from you. And I kind of love that. And I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, then, you could be talking keep... to someone real important. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could be talking to I agree. someone who's never had a spirit before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how it was with, you know, for everyone, I'm sure. I have a story of that with the Blom brothers. <laughs> 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 I didn't know uh, it was Mike pouring, and I didn't know he was one of the owners. And uh, this is, oh gosh, probably four years ago, mm-hmm. if not five. And four, actually. He just kind of like poured the bourbon, and he's like, here you go. I'm like, oh, can I hear anything about it? And he's like, it's bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I like these guys. I'm not sure if I'm really that much of a fan now. <laughs> In a way. And then, uh, that I can't... is very Mike, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, then, words. and then, like, uh, I think somebody said something. And, we, and I sit there and talk for five minutes. You know, it's mm-hmm. one that says, and I, it could have been the end of the night, too, where it's like, I don't, I was probably walking around for work, had, some, I had a little bit of time. Right. I'm sober. You know, everybody else is drunk, <laughs> probably. Yeah. I did that, too. A couple, I was like barely pouring at the end of the festival on Friday, and they're like, Hey, like, tell us about this because we just showed up and we're the only sober yeah, people. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I did roll my eyes at you when you walked up because yeah. I just assumed. Yeah, you do. You know oh, you do. Mean? Like, when it's the last half hour of any any event, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how. Good, yeah, it can be the most prestigious event you ever go to, but that people are going to be drunk. Yeah, people and, are still drinking. Yeah, and yeah. still having it. So it's like you're like, okay, here we go. Let's pour you a little bit. Right. And you hopefully those ones that are coming those last fifteen to thirty minutes are returning customers. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like your stuff. Right. And you're like, I know they're tipsy, but at least they're coming yeah. back. They remember. To, they remember to come back. To you, mm-hmm. at least. I use, and then your your table setup is something that I I, mm. uh, I take a lot of pride in. I'm a visualist, so yeah. I want to make sure that our brand is. I'm a com- futurist. <laughs> 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 I want to make sure that the brand it's set up in a sense where it kind of tells a story itself. Like the signage says that we're made in, in KC. Mm. The, the, na- the name of it, of course, everyone, our name is all over the place. But then you know what are things that I can maybe bring natural? Like, people notice, oh, I see that, what, what's in this bottle? Like, oh, those are the grains. Right. So on and so forth. Like, I kind of want to attack the five senses. Yeah. yeah. In a sense. So if you set it up that way, um, but then again, I approach everything that way. But, it, you know, I think that will garner some natural questions and curiosities that would lead to more of a fluid conversation and allow you to tell your story as that conversation progresses. I yeah. would also imagine that for you guys, like, <laughs> Probably over the course of doing a lot of these, you see that within the first, um, what time? Do, uh, so let's say uh, general missions at 6 p.m., I believe. Yeah. yeah. Probably from 6 to 8 is where you're going to get the most engagement from mm. consumers, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Not that you won't from 8 to 9. No. But mm-hmm. 6 to 8 is probably where you're going to get first the two most, hours, right? So those yeah. first. And then the yeah. people that are there right away at 6 or even for like the VIP hour mm-hmm. are going to be. You know, they you, they might have more of a of a no, previous knowledge or yeah. interest in in buying the products going forward mm-hmm. than than there's just to yeah. which yeah, I don't I mean, really see the case in, in Indy, but so do you always make it a point of them, Bob, being that you're a buyer? Do you go as early as possible? Yeah, so that you can get that information. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I try know. to be there as early as possible. That is a fountainhead. What, the, the, what you guys are always like, we're there, of, right at the beginning of VIP. Because one of the things, and it took me, it took me a good year to come to see Bob because hmm. 
He's intimidating. Mean, no, no. And I, I seen him behind the bar. his brother? His brother's intimidating. Aaron's much more intimidating than Bob. And it was when I heard Bob speak. I mean, Aaron speak. Yeah, no worries, man. Come on over. Um, it was when I, I saw, uh, I heard Aaron was on, on the panel last year, mm. the roundtable last year, mm. and it was geared more towards us. It was like, how do we approach you? Yeah. And Aaron moderated it, so he didn't really say much. But I'm like, man, that guy, he's kind of intimidating. And I don't find people intimidating naturally, or normally ever. But Aaron was one of those guys, I'm like, fuck, man, I need to get in there. Mm. And know? Aaron and Miller both have a very old yeah, school approach. They just the have a very... They want you at their bars supporting it, which yeah. makes sense. If they're going to do something for you, yeah. Yeah. You what need are to you be doing there. for them? Yeah, you got to be you here. I mean? You got to come in. You got to do do whatever it is that you need to let me know what you want to do. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. set it up for you. Right. And it's it's a two-way street. Absolutely. But, you know, when I'd come in Fountainhead, I just loved it so much. I would come here with the intent of hoping to talk to Bob, but I, I'd get settled in. i start coming to pie balls, cocktails, whatever <laughs> and shit. I'm like, fuck, I left. I didn't even talk to anybody. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll go back next week. Which hopefully yeah. it takes a, 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 it's a warming, welcoming place. Yeah. It makes you feel comfortable. And that's, no, it's and that's like that's my thing. favorite like bad day place. Yeah, it's you come like in you for come a drink here. and you probably, yeah. even if I come alone, I probably am running into someone who mm-hmm. I know in the industry or if not like an educated person next Correct. to you is yeah. willing to chit yeah. chat. Um, but another thing I wanted to ask yeah. because something I struggle with again with events, how do we feel about cocktails? Mm. I was going to ask you if, if there was opportunity to do so. So at Indie Spirits, you're always able mm. okay. to have a cocktail. And like I know for, um, we just ask that you keep it to small pours. Yeah, announce pour over ice or, or yep. whatever. Um, and like I know for our table, so I won't be working on any of the tables as I'm co-producing this year, but Correct. I'm still managing them. Okay. Um, and I've asked for batch cocktails at each table. Okay. I think it gets more people to there, but I don't. I don't always know that we're doing the brand justice, mm-hmm. to be quite yeah. honest. I think sometimes we're filling a void of someone's awkwardness where they don't want to taste spirits yet. Yeah. So they oh, take a cocktail. Wow, I didn't think about that And way. I'm like, okay, I'm going through it. I do think that if you're going to do a cocktail, the only way it can be hap- um, be beneficial to the brand is to make it three to four ingredients. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And make it unique. Correct. So, like, I love doing the Toronto, which is a classic cocktail, but I didn't know about it until I started researching it. So it's Fernet Bronco whiskey and simple syrup. Mm -hmm. You can redo that and it just goes beautifully with our 99 whiskey Mm -hmm. redcast. Like, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Where it actually showcases the whiskey, it elevates it, it's easy, it's one step. That's, I think, where you get somewhere with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think once you start just, like, if you're just going to do a punch and lemonade. Some people view it as a, some people might walk past him and they're like, Ooh, a little cocktail. It's just like a... Yeah, like, I'll do it. It's a palate cleanser. It's a refresher. refresher. Something bubbly. But they might skip your straight spirit because of that. Right. Yeah. Possibly, but I always... What I was considering doing is doing a blind. So I was considering, like, that first, like, that VIP hour, doing a blind tasting. Like, I'm going to have... I was like, hey, would you be... Want to do a blind? I'll have my... Call it my barrel strength rye. And I'll pour one of the, like, old foes new entry... Wild Turkeys 101. Brown bag it, right? Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, hey. I think that's amazing. Just for mm-hmm. that, that It's one VIP of my favorite hour. things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Blind tasting's fucking fun or shit. They I love are, them. They are so fun. They're Finney's did that with Jay Henry. Mm. I want to say it was Pappy. Nice. And mm-hmm. one other spirit. So and Jay cool. Henry came out in the lead. And I yeah. think that's one of the coolest, like, press to, for yeah. Jay Do Henry. something. Yeah. I've done Brett it here, actually. About that. That's right. Yeah. We did it with uh, Monkey Shoulder and Johnny Walker Black. 
That's sweet. And you did, you did yeah, the blind Dave, our founder of our company, we oh, I love yeah, it. and he's See? like, try it. Which one do you like better? Yeah. Said it. And it was with Mike, and it was like, I like this one. He's like, it's Johnny Walker, but this is, has the better branding behind it. That's why it's popular. Right. And nothing, th- not taking anything with yeah. Monkey Shoulder. I actually like Monkey Shoulder Monkey a lot Shoulder too. Yeah. too. Um, but it is interesting trying those. But getting back to your original question, so as a consumer and also as someone who has done cocktails at events, mm-hmm. uh, for me, it's kind of all about the event I'm going to. So we do a lot of wine events because we age fully in wine barrels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can get those nice orchard fruit flavors and vanilla notes out of the wine barrel into our whiskey. But I did a sangria at, um, at uh, Wine Riot two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. And it was really trying to showcase the whiskey, but not overpower with alcohol, too. So trying to make it sweet, nice and nice and tasty, good to go. Wilson helps me out with that recipe. Shout out to Wilson. Shout out. <laughs> and, uh, but in our table had a lot of attention because it was something different. And I was yeah. wondering, okay, is it different because of the cocktail, or are you actually enjoying the spirit itself? Where I saw the success of it was that people had a, had a little bit of the, of the sangria, but then came back like, can I try your whiskey, too? And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, so this, See, this is working. See, and that's beautiful. Yeah, that's yeah. what it should where, be. Yeah, exactly. I just don't always know... I think it's audience though too. Well, I guess so. That because um, when we did I think that, it was, uh, I remember which. Had a lot of obviously the wine was the first and foremost. Thing. Yeah, and there's like five. I think Diageo had their row of distilleries there, and a couple other um, Scottish uh, distilleries had their you know their sherry finish as well. Um, but at a God, what was it? Um, what was the event in February with Chicago Magazine? Oh, Barrel Night. Yeah, um, Bullet had a cocktail station, and I was going around huge, going around and drinking whiskey. Spitting things out, trying a little bit here and there. And then when I got the bullet and then a cocktail, I was like, oh, thank God. Just yeah. like one, yeah. of the, one of the old fashioned. Like it was it just palate cleansing. Perked me right back up something again. Something that has fizz to it. Yeah. And so it's nice and enjoyable. And you also know, I mean, Bullet's a brand that everyone knows already. So I'm sure most people that are drinking there know what they're going to expect from Bullet. And yeah. it, was, it was just tasty and refreshing and delicious that way. Um, but it's hard, I guess. It's hard to, I think it goes back to like, are they going to try your whiskey as well neat? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and not, not just on the cocktail. And like neat applications, right? Absolutely. So like St. George Green Chili Vodka. Mm. You need an application. I need you to try that yeah. in a cocktail because yeah. you're yeah. going to be probably confused yeah. unless yeah. you're more of a, For sure. you know. But being that you are a purveyor of how many bottles of whiskey do you have right now on the shelf? Uh, how would you ju- say? Probably just under 1,000. Just under 1,000. 973.5. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So and just, see, did that's the, the just did the full inventory. And it took me a year in. to get in. And that was the thing. I would come in, I was like, he's got a lot. I'm like, I'm going to get lost in this. Mm. But it got to a point where then I learned something at Indie Spirits last week, and this is through your brother. It's like, just come in. Yeah. You never yeah. know. We yeah. may need something that you have. So then that, I learned from that. Now I ask, hey blah, 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 I'm so-and-so and so-and-so. Is there anything specific you need or you're looking for? Right. right yeah, I think that, yeah, for, like, you other know? bars who want to become something like Like you guys, or, yeah. You do amaze me all the time when I'll be like, oh, I love this. Can I try this? And you're like, yeah, but try the 13-year-old. It's yeah. got mm. more it's of this. Got this. You yeah. actually know every bottle on yeah. your back bar. Yeah. And what is your best way of knowing all of those? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think by, uh, without tasting all of them every single day and, <laughs> and destroying myself in the process. I think it's um, a lot of times about uh, revisiting things that may be like, you know what? Um, somebody might ask me of a mash bill yeah. okay. of, of a rye whiskey yeah. from, you know, that I might not have, I might not, maybe I haven't tasted in a while. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to remember that again, right? So I do gotcha. uh, continual education through, mm-hmm. through reading, researching different brands, going yeah. to different things. Like that's my way of and having something 
try to remember something specific about every single bottle too that can be a selling point. Oh, okay. There you go. Outside of just what the mash bill is or just what the taste profile, yeah. but why would why would somebody want to try this unique whiskey compared to something else? Yeah. And so I think um, obviously by tasting, but by by reading and by learning about distilleries and mm-hmm. things like that can help. Gotcha. Help me give uh, suggestions to people that. I, I hope that answers. Yeah, yeah I thought, but yeah, I no. think also, like, w- what I struggle with is I have a lot of friends in the beer industry, and I get jealous of the fact that they can return to these accounts every two weeks, every month, yeah. and show them something new, oh, okay. or get yeah. them back on tap, yeah. right? But I, and it may just be a personal thing, but I get a little self-conscious when I've had a sit-down meeting with a buyer, yeah. and they didn't necessarily pull on a bottle. Yeah. Or maybe they were like, just right now, we you know, we're not bringing anything new in. How do you continue to educate accounts either that we're already in or let's say you didn't pull the trigger. Do you want us back? Like, do you want always, it? Well, yeah. you want us I mean, to do? I mean, yeah, you know? no, there's like, always a situation and it, it could question. be situational where I agree. we're in the midst of, of menu changes <clears throat> or something like that mm-hmm. where, hey, this, this product might not get on the shelf for three weeks. So yeah. I don't want to bring it in now where right. then somebody can't come in and, and order it yeah. at least, you know? So... Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So some of those things could be situational, and it, or it could be, you know, whatever the reason might be. Say, hey, yeah, come back in a month or two months, and let me revisit yeah. it, and maybe that would be a better time for me to be able to bring it in. And that's always uh, easier to accept. And realistically, if you're seeing, let's just say, I have Joe's whiskey, and if I'm, if you tried it and it was okay, but maybe you weren't pushed to put it on special for the month or whatever. Does it make a difference to see us in your account? Mm. Yes, it can. Um, I think if I, first I, the, the the quality of the of the product needs to be there. Yeah. Um, but then I think that yes, having people that are that are in the account that might talk to somebody who they're sitting next to, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, I mean, um, might might bring in more traction to consumers. And, and yes, because we have a lot a lot of bottles in our back part is yeah. we it is. It's hard for us to be the number one account for every whiskey company. Just yeah. that just is. But um, but ideally, what we can do is is get people into things that they have never had get before. Into I kind of I kind of hard back into that. You yeah. know, yeah. and there are a lot of whiskey nerds, that, a lot of whiskey fans that, that know a lot of this stuff. Yeah. They might know most of these bottles yeah. behind my back bar too, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Which is great. Um, but we want to get you know, but getting people into stuff that they never had before is a fun thing. So I think from in terms of working with suppliers or distributors, like, yeah, I think having them in the bar, just knowing that they're in the bar and they're supporting, mm-hmm. and then they might talk to somebody and maybe mm-hmm. buy them a drink, and then yeah. that just helps spread the word of their brand, and that also gets consumers to, you know what, I got to sit down next to, yeah. you yeah. know, the person who sells this product and hear about it, yeah. you know, for another just another vantage point of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that gives a, a great consumer experience. I know. I, I agree. I, I feel agree. that way. Yeah, yeah. If oh, I'm yeah. sitting down at a bar, I had, yeah. I was in a, years ago was in a bar in Milwaukee and it was empty and this was uh, 2013, so Uber wasn't as big of a thing. And they're like, <laughs> oh, we're on, you're on this side of town. Yeah. It's going to take you like a half an hour to get a cab to go to this other side of town. Oh, and then I walked outside and all of a sudden the, the guy who was, there was only three people sitting in the bar, he comes outside and he goes, did I overhear that you're heading to this bar? I'm like, oh yeah. He goes, I'm the o- I own that. We own the two places. Okay. Oh shit. And he's like, he's like, jump in with me. I got to go over there and do paperwork, anyways. Nice. All right. So myself and my girlfriend went with him, and then hung out at his bar, the other bar, until yeah. like three in the morning with him. You oh, know, and, was, and I always and remember those places. Yeah. Right. And I and I always suggest them to people because it's 
it, it lent to it made a great experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, that could I happen from an owner or a supplier or distributor. Yeah. Right? We're all in the industry, so we have our finger on what's coming up, what's coming in, you know, who are we waiting for? Who's that next the next you know, what's the next spirit that's gonna make that that you know, that lead that, that headway? You know, for a brand such as Union Horse, we were in market a maybe call it let's call it a year prior to my being um, brought on to help them, you know, with feet on the ground, feet on the street, as they, a lot of people say, you know, for those newer brands, I mean, how do you gain that traction? You know, I think it, that's a great question. It's actually something I wanted to ask the both of you because and Jake I, with Starward, like mm-hmm. I see Starward more places. Yeah. Doesn't mean that he's working more hard or less hard than mm-hmm. you. But how Twice much is hard. He's working harder than everybody. <laughs> but how much He's sending like emails right now. And marketing and See, and that's the thing. There, there's no mo- there's no money for marketing. Yeah. I mean, and if it is, it's probably more in the home in the home space than it is outside of the home base. You know, here it's it's more act- activations at you know at uh, taste larger tastings, the indie spirits, the untitled events. You know, whiskey of the month with Bob here at Fountainhead. You know, it's it's counting on those placements to really help you organically grow the brand. I can be everywhere, but it's obviously it's not. And one of the things I've noticed is like when you work, when you rep in a already established brand, it's easier to go to places and mm-hmm. hang out mm-hmm. and spend money. The door, and it's, it's easier to find the yeah. door open. It's uh, much absolutely, easier. yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, I wake up every day pan- in a panic, like, where the hell am I going to go? How am I going to yeah. get in? And then, you know, yeah. for every brand, single day, such as Union Horse, I've it's it's literally building something from the ground up, right? And trying to gain that momentum, so, which then something else has to suffer, and that's. That's me not being here as often as I'd like to be on because on you have to get new because I have to get new accounts. I have to get new accounts. I have goals, but it sucks because then I find myself. I'm like I'm losing touch with the base that but I know that, I can and count. And I struggle on. with that too. Do yeah. I want to spend most of my? I sometimes I wonder: Are you better off having thirty key accounts? Yeah. You're I'm better just, just to badass with that. Yeah. Like, okay. go and see I'd, Bob every two weeks on yeah, Wednesday. I'm going to see Bob. Yeah. Right. And I've got my 30 with my then having, exactly. having yeah. 80 then, where there's not a whole lot of pull through yeah. or, or the rebound. But you also have to like rotate that. your lips. Yeah. True. Yeah, ultimately. True. But, you know? um, but, but one, it's like, it, it goes back to what. We're only uh, in like 30 accounts right now, so that's easy. I wish. But one thing that's interesting too is like St. George, I thought would be the easiest in the world to rep, right? Everybody thinks they're so reputable, like mm-hmm. they're great products, yeah. everyone knows that. History yeah. of artisanal craft yeah. distillation. Yeah. The biggest struggle with it is that bartenders who know St. George are bartenders that like craft spirits. Okay. So right now there's an oversaturation of craft spirits and they want to give everyone a try mm-hmm. and they know St. George. So they'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know, know I love them. Yeah, and I'm the like, St. Really, George, the Forge the like, We have one bottle of coffee liqueur up in the corner. Yeah. And I'm like, but you're, you're letting a the grandfather, the OG of craft distilling fall by the wayside because oh. you're taking care of the new brands yeah. and we still have to get hit our numbers too, yeah. which mm-hmm. I see both sides of. Yeah. Um, but it's been really interesting because you were saying like it's easier to do a brand that's already been wrapped Established. Yeah. with St. George. It's well, really, it, it threw me for a little. It's, it's not too easy. It's not as, I mean, it, it is easier than a, a, a brand from ground up as I'm currently doing, but the thing is 
with an established brand, how do you keep it fresh in right. those oh. minds? Because they've already tasted it. Because they've already tasted like the like it. That's, that's, uh, exactly, that's exactly say, what I was going to go to, like, like in, in craft brewing. Yeah. Like, people forget, like, Anchor. Yeah. Like, right. Anchor. Yes, yeah. that's a perfect example. Anchor. You're talking yeah. about, like, original yeah. American yeah. craft yeah. brewing. And, 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 like, yeah, and if I put on a lime, I promise you, and this is a brewery that I love, if I put on Anchor Steam... And then I put on a uh, brand, uh, new brand a brand new something that yeah. nobody's ever heard of, but it says hazy in the name of it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like that, the, the same well, thing happens. People forget about the anchors, yeah. the Sierra Nevada. It's, true. it's yeah. the craft. It's so yeah, true. it's the original craft brand. As yes. there's a craft guy right there waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, it's funny. Like I, I was, I was thinking. I just of, saw him. <laughs> During that whole conversation, I was thinking of Goose Island the entire time. Um, yeah. They've really rebranded themselves over the last few years to like you have try, to try new things and yeah. doing things, and they they kind of get forgotten about by people, but like the snobs of the industry. I, when I used to do tours um, at the distillery, it was always like people like, oh, so what do you think of these brands and that brands? I'm like, and for some, reason, for some reason, Goose Island came up all the time on tours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if they weren't here in Chicago, none of us would be here in Chicago. They were the yeah. first ones in the craft, spirits yeah. wise and beer wise. Like, hey, we're gonna do something. Um, totally like unique to to a small level and they just grew from that over the last 25 yeah. years yeah. and they can't I mean that's not everyone's goal is to grow <laughs> yeah of course I mean but but when you grow something sacrifices true so what can you allow to what can you sacrifice without taken away from the actual relationship that is my main that's my main concern mm. and integrity of the brand huh. So it's, I don't think, you know, even if you grow, I don't think the integrity of the juice in the bottle should ever change. True. I agree. I agree. But there's always looking, it's like, ah, you know. It's infrastructure. It's about you know, how do you grow with it. How do you, I mean, yeah, how do you Make sure you hire good people in your distillery, your brewery. I mean, and have you seen anything with hybrid breweries, distilleries? Are you more? Ooh. Lots of excited. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, yeah. I got Are excited. You more, excited. I got excited. Are you more likely because you already have a relationship <laughs> with the beer side and then that spirit's coming in? Or do you feel like they're not focusing on the spirits? Or I think it's certainly difficult yeah. um, to be able to do both very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's it's interesting and, and can be fun. I mean, well, yeah. uh, one of the people that are going to be pouring on Thursdays is going to be Maplewood. Yeah. Oh, cool. uh, we're going to have them. whiskeys from them. I and do. Uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. We just did our big Ari's kick ass. Our, yeah, yeah, we just did our big Oktoberfest party um, last last Thursday, last Wednesday, oh, Wednesday, or last sorry. Wednesday or the Wednesday before. Anyways, uh, we had our Oktoberfest party. Maplewood is our brewery of the month. Yeah, and we're pouring their fest beer. And Ari brought up a bottle and just dropped it off for me um, for that night of their fest whiskey, mm-hmm. cool. which is twenty six months old, and they took and they distilled from the same essentially the same mash bill they're going to use without nice. hops, obviously. That's awesome. Yep. Um, yeah. Into a whiskey. And so I do think it's fun, like, um, if, like, for instance, right now I have the Maplewood Fat Pug Nitro Oatmeal Sun on draft, mm-hmm. and I've got a bottle of their Fat Pug Whiskey. Which I love both. Cool. Fat Pug Whiskey. The Fat <laughs> Pug Whiskey is so Fat so good. Really? Fat it's Pug so Whiskey. Good. It is the, the so The name good. alone. I'm like a milk stout, you know So that. you like... Mm-hmm. So I'm you always like, like what do you have? My sister's the same way. I need a stout, but not 10%. Like five percent. But it's not. But not Guinness. Worse. <laughs> He's got it down. Uh, <laughs> we don't even need to have a correspondence. There is so really. Like, yeah. They're just like. <laughs> but anyway, so I think it, I think that's a, it's a, it's fun and unique to see, and and I certainly will. Uh, I'm intrigued by it. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good. But well, and it's interesting. Yeah. Like I know Ari's 
Um, so I was at the brewery and he kind of took me behind the scenes and he said, like, this is fun. I'm yeah. not trying to be a distillery. Yeah. And see, and that's another thing, too, that if we can take that back to, to whiskey as well, is like, how do we keep, like, right now, barrel picks. That's, like, huge. It's mm-hmm. been huge. It is. It, but, but, it's, right but, it's even, but it's, it's even it's bigger pro- now. It's probably at its... It's at its peak right yeah. now. Because it's not, now it's collapsing, not collapsing in itself, but it's nitpicking who... No who content, has which. But who gets to do it. Yeah. yeah. Who gets to your, pick your this better customers, yeah. Um, yeah. Your bigger customers, your chain stores versus mm-hmm. your smaller guys. So. Also for distillers that, and maybe on the supply side or distributor side, it guarantees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It guarantees. Yeah. It guarantees so many cases. So many cases. So, I mean, for those attending Indy, you know, that would be something. Like, would you entertain something like that? Or is that something, Jamie, even in your in, in your line of consulting that you do, like, is that the next thing for us smaller guys is doing I think barrel so. picks? Because, again, you're just personalizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were talking about earlier before the podcast started at the bar, like, that is, in a sense, completely different, but total wine and spirits. Yeah. I read about them constantly and study them because they fascinate me. Mm -hmm. So their entire model, for the first three years that they're open, they're willing to lose money. Mm -hmm. So they lose money. So they'll open, let's say they open in Indiana. I don't know, I'm just making something up. And Maker's Mark is $32.99 on a shelf. Mm -hmm. Again, making this up. They'll put it at 25 like a big difference there. Maybe even at cost of what they're buying it at. Knowing that they're going to lose money in, you know, energy of running the place, yep. labor laws, all that. Mm-hmm. But what they're going to make their money off of is private labels. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And when are we going to start supplying that as craft spirits? Mm-hmm. Because it's a business. We as just, much as there's yeah. integrity, life is business, Definitely. right? Like, Correct. I've got to buy food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've all got to yeah. make money. And Total lives off private labels. So yep. they'll take... Let's say they took Union Horse. Mm-hmm. It's going to say totals or whatever it is. Or Give me a shout. Builder. Shout out to Total Wine. Got, Give me a shout. Got, Wilson got, at unionhorse.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call him. Call him. They got 10 down in Texas now, Star Wars. God damn but, it. I didn't know they did that. I mean, that's fascinating to me. That, it is. And that's now taking your product, and it's no longer going to be seen as your product. True. Good point. May it be? It, yeah, theirs. maybe they do a lot of single barrel picks, sure. Yeah. But would you be willing to give a product and have it renamed? Because you're mm. still making great whiskey. I mean, I've seen it more in a sense where, not like a Clucker Sheffield, but more like a single barrel pick, not in a private labeling, because I know, I know a lot of, it's more like adding a label. It's, you know, it's like yeah. picked by Bob at, you know. At, right, at Union putting Horse, a sticker. At, a little, Union yeah. Horse at, you know, Fountainhead, putting a little sticker on there, you know, because it's, it's, it's a personal touch. It's a personal touch, but it's also very rare because we're not really in position to just give you a barrel. Yeah. So we have, like, for instance, literally, we have six barrels, three rye, three barrels, that I'm like, we can do a barrel pick. I That's how much I believe in it. Mm-hmm. But, See, but I always wonder why know, not do more. Because what we have sitting, what we're sitting on or what's, you know, or what's up to bat is what's going to fulfill orders. So we're we we so can't really point, spare. Yeah. yeah, it's not that we're allocated like a J. Henry. Mm-hmm. You know, we have juice to spare, but we kind of want to make it special. You know. Yeah, I would just think that you're putting that. That's that, a guarantee. That personalization. Forty cases. Here's your right? yeah. There's your thirty six yeah. cases. And of that's barrels, what I loved about barrel it. strength. I mean, not cut down. You barrel sell a barrel. Sure. You're like shit. I sold forty cases <laughs> today. I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah. Like you know. Um, but I do <clears> think <throat> barrel programs are great. 
Um, the biggest thing about it that I've seen on a negative side from working with various brands is you better have your system down correctly. Oh, yeah. System down in what regard? If you say that barrel's going to come June 16th, oh, it better be there shit. June 16th. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, and that's something I You better give a certain know. amount of differentiators within mm-hmm. the barrels. Um, but I've seen a lot of people, like I've talked to a lot of bar owners who say, you know, oh, I'm waiting on these barrels. I thought I was going to get them in yeah. June, and it's September now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But from, Bob, in your perspective, obviously the personalization's there. You guys picked it out. But how does that stand out amongst the good old boys? Yeah, that do you guys, consumers care? Do consumers do. care? It's and it can be an easy, um, it can be an easier selling point for front of house staff. Gotcha. If they sit down and say, um, "It's my birthday. I'd like to try something cool." Yeah. Well, we've got. I, I just had it happen on Thursday, or mm-hmm. uh, then yeah, I could say, you know, I've got this great product that we went down and picked out it's mm-hmm. a single barrel you can only get it here yep. and at our other locations that's, that's awesome yeah talk you can talk to them a little bit about you tell them exactly what it is mash the whole thing um it, and it, it feels be, like it's part of you guys and if that's and that person it's like feels you're like the own that it's, brand this is right here and that person yeah. feels like that they it's something unique for them to have because yeah. they can only get it here so yeah. that that it, it's it can it can be an easier selling point for front of house staff mm-hmm. selling obviously it's something that we stand behind and want to, and we think is good yeah. so um, that alone but do yeah. you care about the name recognition no prior mm-hmm. there's so there's nothing in a name to you so it's not, not like oh everyone like having, wants makers marks it does not barrel. Uh, no um, okay. we actually did not end up doing a, a, a private barrel of makers I, I would have been interested in doing it, it was an, yeah. it's an interesting product it's an mm. interesting. What they're doing is interesting in terms of doing um, private bottles. Private bottles. Okay. Um, in, uh, experimenting with different uh, different oak staves and oak things staves. like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it sounds really cool, but yeah. we end up not doing that. So no. Um, now, yes, we want to be able to, to move it as well yeah. because of that purchase. We talked about that in the last podcast, but yeah. I'm not as that is not a a top factor for me. Is name and is recognition age statement a factor? A little bit, but it doesn't have to be. It's not a deal breaker. It's not where I'll, I'll say I'll only taste out single barrels that are at least eight years old or at gotcha. least 10 years old. Mm. But I think that's interesting for craft distilleries as well. So now if you're going to give out those single barrels, you want to make sure that those are ready to be released to the public yeah. as well. So you're probably going to be using your older ones where if you're a blended in-house <laughs> whiskey, you're able to take that two-year yeah. and that eight-year. Now you're giving up that eight-year. Yeah. So that's where I love, that's where our, with our single barrel program, I love, um, uh, and we can talk more about this off of podcast, but it's, <laughs> it's, I love the differentiation of it. And that's why it was so, I was so adamant about it. I was like, if we do it, we got to do something different with it. Yeah. And it's available in the market. Great. This just makes it extra special because this, this is the only one that tastes like this. Mm-hmm. Especially when you do a, a blend of some sort, like you mentioned. It's got to be out there already, but this is a different take on that. Do you think that's misleading to customers then for a smaller brand where it is going to taste a little bit different than what we're Well, it's going to taste different because it's a single barrel. Absolutely. Where I mean, we yeah, are... I've- our rye whiskey, like our barrel strength or any yeah. of our of our whiskeys, it's it's like for our rye is one hundred percent rye, five years old. Yeah, it takes five it takes five barrels to make that batch. Yeah, when you Jake know? first said that, I was like, no way. But thinking about it, you're right. You know, yeah. because there is a sense of like, I used to be the barrel picker at Driftless Glen, mm-hmm. and it amazed me that the same batch, same day, these were barreled. There's such a difference between Absolutely. one and the other. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you're right. What if someone picks one that's like? Terrible? 
terrible to you and yeah. then you, people are drinking that and they don't like it or the buyer yeah. like uh-huh. what i've learned is the longer we all drink whiskey the more um in tune we are or favor high proof yeah correct and you may really throw off a consumer yeah. and that's that. the differentiation especially a consumer who's it, looking it, for that high it's proof. proof yeah. yeah so ours the barrel strength comes in at 112.3 mm-hmm. the single barrel comes in at 119 Hmm. So that's a differentiation. Yeah, no, I mean, just, if, what I'm kind of talking about more is like, what if you have a whiskey that's more in the 80, 85 mark, and then you sell, you're selling a cash strength at 100 for a barrel pick, and that's the first thing your, your customers are ever having with you because it's sitting at, you know, a Benny's, a total of wine, or whatever it may mm-hmm. be, and like, oh, wow, this is really great, good price point, something new, I'll try it, mm-hmm. and then they come back, and that, that barrel pick's gone. Like, hey, I'll try what their, you know, more of their consistent label is, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, this doesn't taste anything like it, but the same name is on it. Yeah. I think that's just having confidence. I think, yeah, I don't think, I personally, I agree. Still, I just didn't. I mean, I didn't know if you had yeah, different. Yeah, I, I can I see both sides of yeah. it, yeah. but mm-hmm. I think it's still great marketing. I, mean, I oh, still I do too. Still yeah, great, yeah. You know? I actually, is this rude to say it? But no, I don't think. I don't. I don't. I guess I, I didn't think about it, that. Well, it just comes. I think it comes back to like basically where it always comes back to with us is education. Yeah. Like, yeah. Explaining what a barrel pick is. Yeah. What's the difference between yeah, this? Yeah, I never thought about that because I, I just... I think that's being prideful just, in the barrels that you're offering. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So pre-taste all of your single barrels yeah. before right. you're giving that to an account. Yeah. Correct. No, well, I, I mean, that's the thing. It's like these are the ones that are up next. Yeah. And making sure... It's shocking how it's different our, It's ready to go. We just want to give you first crack. Yeah, and making sure everybody that's, you know, presenting yeah. those products or selling those products yeah. knows the difference between the two so they can talk to the customers. I that's jumping yeah, in. Let's go. go real quick, it. Jamie. Just uh, give us a run. I know we talked about about the roundtable, but I want yep. I missed it when I stepped out for a second. What are the other seminars and the yeah, times yeah, of yeah, yeah, awesome. Going so on for Wednesday. Thank you. Wednesday, September twenty fifth. It's at the Chicago Hilton, seven twenty South Michigan, which is the place where Kitty O'Shea's is. It's usually the easiest way to know the hotel. <laughs> yep. um, so our. Um, First seminar will be at noon in the Boulevard Room, and that is the round table. So that's a group of industry folk kind of talking about the newest trends um, and latest concerns in the industry. Um, and then after that, we have 2.15 to 3.30 mm-hmm. um, is go-to-market strategy. Uh, Jenica Knight is running that from tastings.com. Cool. So she'll have a panel going through um, all the different best ways kind of to so you have a craft brand. Where are you going to market? How are you doing it? Do What's the best way to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I'm really excited. If you guys don't know Lou Bryson, he mm. Bryce. uh, was a writer for Whiskey Advocate for very long for for a Sounds very long good. time. Um, has his own book out and has the most phenomenal, heartwarming laugh in the entire <laughs> world. I just love the guy. Um, but we did a BSing with Bryson. Nice. So he wants to go over what's in a name, which I think is an awesome oh, cool. topic, right? Yeah. So right. So originally we had bourbon, rye, and Tennessee whiskey. But now we're seeing Maryland, Empire, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, mm-hmm. Everyone's coming out with a new name. What is that doing for the industry? What is that doing? Does a consumer care? Who is this being made for Love and it. why? We were just having it. that conversation the other day. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, I'm really, really excited cool. about that. Yeah. First then, whiskey book I ever read was written by Lou Bryson. Oh, nice. Shit. Tasting Whiskey. Yes. yes. Whiskey, yeah. Oh, Great cool. book. Yeah. Um, and then from 4.30 to 5, tastings.com is going to be doing a... Um, uh, all the different whiskeys that have won awards that will be shown at the mm-hmm. at the um, show. They'll be doing kind of an award ceremony. Then from five to uh, or four thirty to five is the press release. Okay. 
Five to six is VIP, mm -hmm. six to nine is general admission, and then at 8.45, we're going to have a really fun, it's like text to win, so as um, oh, nice. everyone who's coming as guests, who's coming around tasting things, they can um, text in or, or go online and submit their favorite spirits, again, okay. by tastings.com, so at 8.45, we'll get the winners of those. Oh, cool. That's nice. fun. That's, That's fun. Cool. Is, that the first, is, that the, is that the first year for that? First yeah. year doing that. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, popular vote. Yeah. And then cool. buy me a beer at Delilah's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> buy her a beer at Delilah's and taste some Starboard whiskey upstairs. <laughs> and, and meet yes. Jake. Meet Jake and Sam, our lead distiller from Australia. He's That's a vegetarian. Awesome. Don't hold it against him. <laughs> Shout out to Bob for having us this morning. Yeah, thanks. No, everyone. thank you yeah. guys for doing yeah. this. This is awesome. It's, it's early afternoon it now. Is it? Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies in the barrel room. Yeah. yeah. I love uh, the yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, yeah, uh, I'll release this tomorrow afternoon. And everybody, yep. if you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning, even go and buy a ticket. Come yeah. hang out with us, say hi. Um, come by Thursday night as well, and or just you know join us at Delilah's for an after drink on yeah. Wednesday evening. Other than that, guys, thanks for listening, and Giddy we'll up. see you soon. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers everybody. Cheers.